Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Besides helping us to make shows like this possible, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts like Tep and Step, access to all 61 years of the magazine in our digital archives, recruiting analysis, and must-see insight from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, we hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe that's texasfootball.com slash subscribe and thanks for listening the texas football today podcast is brought to you by chocolate milk built by nature you can watch texas football today live weekdays at noon at texasfootball.com and on facebook and if you like the show subscribe to the podcast vendor of your choice give us a positive rating and tell a friend From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name's Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, or you listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making it sound good. She is the Duchess of the Dorks, a bespectacled Ashley Pickle. Bespectacled. B-E-S-P-E-C. allergy season. How are you? Good. Besides the allergies. Oh, yeah. Other than that, I'm doing well. Good. <laughs> good. Dolly. I'm saying to my right, he is the recruiting analyst for Dave Campbell's Sex Football. You know him from Next Level Athlete. Move this microphone. From Black Eyed Peas concerts. From Black Eyed Peas concerts. He is Greg Powers. Hello, Greg Powers. What's up, everybody? It's good to see you, buddy. Greg. It's good to be here. Feels like it's been at least a week since we've seen each other. It has been a week. Greg, it's did you win at Fantasy this week? Oh, yeah. Who'd you play? Uh, Rob. Oh, nice. I beat Rudy. Good. You got to run these sales guys out of the paint. <laughs> well, Rob was the defending champion, so it felt good to so knock him off the throne you got the belt. Yeah. in week one. Today is Wednesday, September 15th. Oh. <laughs> I went to my cell. Today is Wednesday, September... <laughs> we know where her mind's at. I'd be like, more screen time for me. <laughs> Today's Wednesday, September 15th, 2021, 71 days till Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to the pride of San Saba and the pride of Midland Lee. It was Midland Lee when he graduated high school. Tommy Lee Jones. Oh. Today is the birthday of Tommy Lee Jones, who turns 75 today. Shout out Tommy Lee Jones. You know what? I'm, I watched this about two weeks ago. I watched No Country for Old Men again. Nice. It's my number one rated movie. That movie's so stinking that. good. It's, it's, it might be a perfect movie. It yep. might be a perfect movie. It's number one on my list, if it's somebody so asks. And then Tommy know, Lee Jones is so good in it. Like, mm-hmm. I think everyone pays attention to what, um, uh, uh, golly. Uh, obviously what uh, Javier Bardem does and what um, Josh Brolin does those are like the two main characters but I think Tommy Lee Jones is so good in that movie as as just like the old wily sheriff who's like I'm too old for this ass you know what I mean what's Tommy Lee Jones not good in it's a good point you know what I mean even Men in Black is like a strong role it's a good point he um yeah he he was good in Men in Black 
He was great in The Fugitive. The Fugitive. That's what mm-hmm. I was looking up now. I couldn't remember the title of the movie, but The Fugitive was an awesome show. Great in The Fugitive, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Oh, today's episode 1,241. On today's show, my friends, we got This Week in Recruiting with Greg Powers, Next Level Athlete. Then Powers caught up with Matt Clare of, is it, oh, I want to make sure I get this right. <laughs> Red, rivals. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's rivals. with Rivals, but he's with a, a particular. Red Raider Sports. Thank you. Red Raider Sports.com. That's one you can't mess up. Red Raider Sports.com uh, and the Rivals Network. Uh, we're going to talk a little Texas tech recruiting with Matt Clare of the Rivals Network and Red Raider Sports.com if you stick with us. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Jacob McNeil, Aaron Arbuckle, Rob Hadaway, and Aaron Flynn. Welcome in, fellas. Hello, my friends. A lot to get to today, so let's waste no time. <clears throat> I'm Greg Tepper. That's Greg Powers, and this is This Week in Cruton. Well done, guys. This week in Cruton. Greg Powers, next level athlete. Follow him on Twitter, GPowerScout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter, Next Level D1. See his fine work at TexasFootball.com slash recruiting. And of course, this is brought to you by our good chicken friends at Chicken Express. Chicken Express, I had your fried okra this weekend, and your fried okra still knocks. Man, you're on a Chicken Express heater right now. I don't know what it is, man. That might be the move for lunch today. It does sound delicious. I'm hungry. If you're looking for a hearty meal to get you through the day, Chicken Mm -hmm. Express is where it's at. That's that's hashtag team big lunch, too. Like, you gotta be prepared, because that might make you a little bit. Yeah, it's gonna gonna please the gut. It is. But but when you please the gut that much, you, you, you gotta be wary of the side effects. It's This Week in Recruiting with Greg Powers or of Next Level Athletes. Uh, a lot to get to here on this episode of This Week in Recruiting. We are going to start with our, what was the first one? Prospect our on the prospect Rise. Our Prospect on the Rise. Our Prospect on the Rise. Let's go over to the DFW area. Talk about uh, kind of a tweener prospect, I guess, as far as positions are concerned. Hasley Eaton's uh, Ben Roberts. He's on the defensive side. 6'3", 210. He picked up an offer uh, from Texas Tech this week and said, yep, works for me. And he committed to the Texas Tech Red Raiders. He had some offers from other places like Army and Air Force, uh, Tulsa, and Lamar. This is a guy that we're listing as an outside linebacker slash safety, which is a bit of an odd comparison, but I think probably, I don't know, doesn't that just say where football is going these days? We're getting more hybrid guys. I think he'll end up growing into a box player, Mm -hmm. but I'm torn on it right now because a lot of his experience is playing safety and – He'll, he'll even flip over and play on the offensive side of the ball some and, and haul in some touchdown passes for Eaton as well. Just a good story overall and perfect timing because this is one of the guys that Matt Clare and I talk about in, in the interview that you'll hear later. Has a, has a one of those, just one of those type of guys that worked hard to get everything that he's earned. So he went out to camp at Texas Tech to pick up that offer uh, back in the summer. They continued to evaluate him into the first three games of the season. We say this all the time, how important those first three games are, especially if you're a guy that a lot of people consider as a sleeper or you know, you're know you a senior prospect that is trying to pick up offers before the early signing period. And Ben Roberts did enough on tape to earn that offer from Texas Tech. And like you said, he was like, yes, this is the one. I'm wasting no time. I'm playing in the Big 12. I'm going to Texas Tech. Got, got to feel good about that, you know, for if you're Matt Wells and company that you, you offer and the guy's like, yep, we want to go play for you. And and so, yeah, this is a guy who, obviously a playmaker. And, and yeah, I think that I think that with a frame like that, it's 6'3", 210. Um, 
that does strike me as the kind of frame that they're going to want to hang some weight on, and they're probably going to want to turn him into an outside linebacker, maybe like a you know like like a like an edge rusher type. Um, but he can obviously you know the fact that he's got that experience dropping into coverage is also pretty big as well. So uh, Hasley, an off outside linebacker and safety, Ben Roberts, the new Texas Tech commit and our prospect on the rise. Uh, that's not our commit of the week because our commit of the week is different. Uh, stay in the DFW Metroplex. Frisco Lone Star 2022 wide receiver and running back Ashton. Is it Genty? Genty. Genty. Genty has pulled the trigger. He has committed to Boise State. Uh, the Broncos pick up uh, Ashton Genty, uh, the running back and wide receiver, kind of athlete there from Frisco Lone Star. He had offers from places like Kansas and then uh, a, a few from service academies. We've got him rated as a three-star prospect. Um, a little undersized, but shifty and quick. And one of those guys that it strikes me one of those guys that when you get him on campus, you just want to find unique ways to get him the football. I agree, and he's one of the more underrated guys, I think, in this recruiting cycle in the state of Texas. I think he's going to remind Boise State fans a lot of Jay Ajayi. Hmm. So, I mean, this is he's also now. from Frisco, you know, plays at a different high school, uh, but he's a guy that uh, the head coach there, Jeff Rayburn, has been high on for a long time, has a unique story as well. I don't want to get this wrong, but I'm going to go ahead and say I think he – moved to texas from france hmm. so um That's pretty so cool. it might be jaunty yeah might be jaunty <laughs> yeah there you go really lean into that jaw yeah so uh picking up football experience every year and he's a guy who plays a lot of running back and i think that he will be the slot back style of player when he gets to college he's a guy who you can line up in in really all over the field he can play slot he can line up in the backfield he can stay on the field for all three downs catches the football well after the catch he makes people miss and he's strong enough as a runner with the football in his hands to run through arm tackles and pick up extra yardage uh, it'll just have to we'll just have to see how his development goes within the strength and conditioning program at Boise State but he could stick at running back but I think that he'll slide out and play slot once he gets to college well and and you know Boise State as you mentioned has had some success with Frisco based athletes right Frisco based running backs. Jay uh, was obviously a, a, such a big uh, star with them, so um, certainly keep an eye on Ashton. Jaunty, jaunty, we'll see. We'll have to get confirmation. Yeah, we'll get confirmation. Anyway, <laughs> he's the new Boise State commit. We're talking this week in recruiting with Greg Powers, the next little athlete here on Texas Football Today. Get involved with the conversation at hashtag TF Today. Let's matriculate now to our underclassman of the week. And this is a guy who will not stop showing up on my Twitter feed. <laughs> Dude. Uh, Rockwall wide receiver Noble Johnson uh, the 2023 uh, wide receiver has um, has picked up a ton of new offers, including USC, Miami, Utah, Pitt, Arizona. He already had Louisiana Tech, Tennessee, UTSA. Um, this was the guy who went was the state's leading receiver last week in week three uh, in their big win over Lake Travis. Went absolutely nuts, and that has only continued a trend of a guy that. Um, has put on a show in his junior early in his junior season and I don't think it's any wonder that the offers are following 439 yards and six touchdowns in three games okay so he's uh, off to bad. a pretty quick <laughs> sure. start that works a lot of people were pretty familiar with the name of Braden Locke there at Rockwall he's been playing I think this is his third year under center um, so he's a guy who you know like kind of like a household name I guess especially if you follow DFW mm -hmm. high school football a lot of people know who Braden Locke is they knocked off Allen a couple years ago in the playoffs uh, had a wide receiver there named Jackson Smith and Jigba who is making a pretty decent impact in at the college level I feel like I know him 
<laughs> name sounds kind of familiar, doesn't it? Rings yeah. half a bell. Well, now it's kind of flipped. Now Braden Locke is the established senior, and you have a youngster coming up by the name of Noble Johnson, who I think everybody in the nation's going to know about by the time it's all said and done. And it was an easy call for underclassman of the week after he went for over 240 yards uh, against Lake Travis and was nominated. I, you know, the next two guys we'll talk about both nominated for Mr. Texas Football player of the week so check that out and get your votes in and another big test this week as they take on highland park at highlander stadium uh let's round it all out with our recruit of the week our recruit of the week is el campo running back reuben owens reuben owens we've mentioned on this program before a former uh texas commit uh is uh nominated for mr texas football player of the week after his uh big performance against port port against port lavac calhoun six total touchdowns more than 300 yards rushing uh he has um he has said that he is 100% open to all offers, and he's just shopping around. Uh, Greg Powers, let's cut through uh, all the words. What's uh, what, what's going on with Reuben Owens? Man, I think that uh, he's going to look at strong at a lot of these SEC teams. Uh, Texas is still in the mix. I, I got to think Texas A&M is played a strong role in his factor of decommitting from Texas. So I'm, I'm really keeping a close eye on Texas A&M. It's close to home. Um, he seems like he's really close to his family. I know that they want to come watch him play football, but he is a true national level name. 35 scholarship offers already. And I have to say, you know, splitting time in that El Campo backfield over the last few seasons with um, – John Trey Davis, who I believe made his commitment this week as well to UCA. Mm-hmm. So John Trey Davis uh, came off the board this week. He was a very talented back in his own right, but this was Reuben Owens's like big breakout game. 300 yards, scored six touchdowns, and has that look now when you see him on film of an elite national level type of recruit. Even got in a 39-yard touchdown pass. For, just for funsies. Yeah, just for funsies. Why not? <laughs> and he has Chad Worrell at El Campo, and the Rice Birds off to a pretty strong start. Yeah. And he's going to be, you know, that household name in Texas recruiting yeah. uh, that everybody knows about. Uh, in line to be the number one rated back in that 2023 cycle. He's going to be a guy, certainly keep an eye. And now I want to go a little bit off script here. I spoiler alert: this is scripted. We have like we we have notes that we're reading. We off have an article that we, we have an article at textfootball.com. Go read it. I want to talk about college football coaching changes and the impact that they have on commitments specifically perhaps you heard uh, i was listening to a podcast on the way in talking about uh, clay helton being fired at usc clay helton's been fired if, if we're breaking news to you uh southern Calif- california has fired coach clay clay helton after seven seasons um so DeAnthony Gatson, the running back at Newton, is a notable USC commit. Right. Um, and we've been talking about, you know, what I think he's a superstar playmaker and stuff like that. In your experience in the recruiting world, how much I think there's this notion that when you fire a coach, it's just abandoned ship for all the recruits. How much of an impact does a head coach firing have on um, I mean, we're not going to get granular because every, every recruitment is its own story. But generally speaking, how much of an impact does that have on, on guys who are currently committed to that particular program? I think it's huge. I mean, there's no other way to really define it. They have three Texas high school football commits and DeAnthony Gatson, Ty Kana from Katy, and Caleb Douglas from Hightower, a wide mm-hmm. receiver who unfortunately just came off of his official visit yeah. to USC this weekend. 
Uh, good news for Caleb is, is once they make a hire, I think the NCAA will allow him to go back out and look at USC again if he wants to. Um, after they make a coaching hire, they usually make an exception for that to give you an extra visit to the school that you're committed to if a coaching cha- if a big coaching change happens. Um, here's the thing to keep in mind is that the new coaching staff has the right because these are non-binding verbal commitments. And what that means is even though they've offered you a scholarship, they do not have to honor that scholarship, even if it's in written form, until you ink a letter of intent, which it, it comes at the earliest – towards the middle of December during the early NCAA's early signing period. So the new coaching staff has the right to come in and evaluate all of these commitments and to see if they want to honor them. Um, so that is going to be step one. Who gets hired and will you fit into their schemes? Mm-hmm. Because you're going to have to evaluate that and they're going to evaluate you um, if you fit into what their their game plan may be. And DeAnthony Ganson in particular – um, since you brought him up, mm-hmm. is a bruising style running back. Is he going to fit more into a fast-paced, spread him out, I'm throwing the football to the running mm-hmm. back style of offense all the time? That's something that he's going to have to evaluate. Sometimes coaches come in and say, hey, we're going to honor all the commitments. They're all great. We want to take everybody and, and – try to live up to what the prior staff's word was uh but that doesn't happen all the time uh yeah it it was just interesting it struck me because that was the first thing that i thought of when i was listening to this podcast on the way in um was i was like man i know they've got at least a couple of texas kids committed and you know you never know you know I, i think that we pay so much attention to what happens within the state of texas and stuff that you know tom herman gets fired and steve sarkeesian comes in so we get really focused on a team-wide perspective of there, but it, I think it's interesting, you know, for for recruits who are presently committed to places like that that are that are losing guys that they committed to. Frankly. It was odd timing, to be quite frank with you, yeah. on the the firing. But I think as far as recruiting goes, the quicker you make these moves, the better. If they can get someone in the middle of the season, mm-hmm. the coach that they're looking for in the middle of the season, that will help their recruiting efforts. If they can't. It could set them back. So, I mean, it's a, it's a risky move. We'll see how it pays off for USC. A guy who is never a risky move. I knew that's where <laughs> – I almost said it with you because I knew that's where it was going. It's Greg Powers, Next Level Athlete. <laughs> Follow him on Twitter at GPowerScout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at NextLevelD1. See his fine work at TexasFootball.com. Slash recruiting. Stick around so you can introduce your friend Matt. Hold on a second. Pickle. Fast scans, happy fans. Hometown Ticketing is proud to be the official digital ticketing solution of Dave Campbell's Texas football. Simplify your school's ticketing with Hometown, providing schools nationwide with the best options for digital ticketings for their events. Visit their website at hometownticketing.com to learn how they can make digital ticketing possible at your school. That's hometownticketing.com. Powers, fast you talk to this week on your weekly Gab Fest. We caught up with Rivals.com recruiting analyst Matt Clare, who covers Texas Tech at RedRaiderSports.com. Um, the guy who you need to know if you're a Texas Tech fan and following the recruiting beat. And he has a lot of good things to say about some of the commits in this class. Here's Powers' conversation with Matt Clare of RedRaiderSports.com here on Texas Football Today. Greg Powers, TexasFootball.com, and I'm joined by Matt Clare, who I consider to be the lead analyst on the Texas Tech recruiting beat. Matt, thanks for taking the time to join us today. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no doubt, man. Um, Looking at this recruiting class for Texas Tech, I see eight commitments in it so far, so kind of just give us the big picture. Um, 
what's it like covering out covering the beat this year on recruiting and, and covering the beat in general underneath of uh, head coach Matt Wells? Yeah, I would say covering the beat lately. I mean, I tell folks between the transfer portal and NLI, I mean, college football and the rules around it and this whole little ecosphere that you and I have lived in for a while has just changed so dramatically. And um, the the biggest proof of that is, is I was looking at it and last year the coaches took 11 high school commitments and 11 transfers. And so that was your quote unquote balance. And then this year they're at eight commitments. They just added one last night, but you would think that, you know, it's easy for us to, especially in recruiting, we can cover Texas or Alabama or some of these other, you know, name brand programs and they land four or five star or, you know, three star guys with 30 offers, whatever it may be. It's easy for us in our seat to say, hey, you know, put our stamp on that. That guy's going to be successful. I think what's interesting to me as this is all folded out post-COVID is, you know, how do these regional programs like a Tech, a TCU, a Baylor, you know, certainly the focus is the state of Texas, but now you're getting kids, you know, they just added a young man who's originally from Stafford out of Houston, went to Virginia Tech for a year and wanted to come back home, you know, closer to home, if you will. It's not like uh, Lubbock's right down the street from Houston, but, you know, you start to see it like that where you sort of weigh the value of a high school take, if you will, versus, you know, a kid like that, that can come in with really four years of eligibility. And so you kind of weigh that against, what's available to you, you know, maybe out of those guys that I mentioned, you know, you're, you're going to offer the four or five star guys, you know, whether you get them or not is another conversation and certainly a lot of variables to that. But I mean, hopefully that's a long winding road to tell you it's, it's definitely changed. Um, but you know, the, in terms of the 2022 class and, and Matt Wells, you know, his main thing, especially over the past two years is they wanted to get older and they wanted more experience. And so that's where you see that split, of the transfer portal as well as the the high school football. Cause eventually, you know, I'm sure in a perfect world, they'd like to win more games and depend on, you know, one or the other a little bit less, but leave their options open. So it's, I don't know, like I said off the top, it's just ever changing, Greg. Uh, you mentioned the new recruit, Ben Roberts, Hazlitt Eaton, uh, you know, six foot three, 210 pounds. He's kind of that hybrid guy to me in between safety and outside linebacker. Uh, what were your impressions of that commitment? You know, it's just really interesting. I mean, to me, like I said, for for all the reasons earlier, 2022 is so interesting. I mean, this is a young man that doesn't have an evaluation on our site, and that's not a bad thing. It's just, you know, you can't see every player um, and, and certainly can't make an evaluation off of one stop. But, you know, I think that there's been uh, – the coaching staff at, at Eaton has done a great job of getting the kids' names out there, getting them recruited. You know, Ben has excellent grades, offers from service academies, uh, some, some you know, uh, non-Power 5 offers, but – Definitely, you know, a lot of interest in the region. And at 6'3", 210, you know, they, they can get a hold of him and, and add some weight to him. But when you put on the tape, I mean, they're moving him all around the defense and he's just simply making plays. I think he made a game-winning touchdown catch a week or so ago as well. Um, just very athletic. And the reason I say I, I like covering 2022 and my explanation from earlier is that, you know, kids hadn't been able to visit. All they were doing were Zooms like this. And so the coaches hosted – I want to say three to four different camps in Lubbock and Ben was one of these kids as well as another commit that just drove to Lubbock, took the invitation to come and compete, really stood out. And the coaches said, Hey, we're going to watch your film as a group tonight. And then from there, another uh, unofficial visit invite. And, and his main theme throughout our conversation was he just trusted the coaches. And so, you know, for that, I think, 
when we talk about the transfer portal, all the changes, all that, at the end of the day, Greg, you know, this covering is recruiting even longer than I have. Coaches have to trust their evaluations, regardless of what it says on our website or podcast or whatever else. And I think this is a case of that where they really like the player. They got to know him, you know, they vetted everything out and they saw him as a take. So again, I know we have him listed at safety, but they're going to take him as a hybrid linebacker. So maybe some inside outside, move him around, you know, different programs call it different things, but the Jack linebacker, you know, whatever we want to call it. I think the guy that you're referring to who also came out and punched his ticket and got an offer to come play at Texas tech is Gunner's. Hut Graham, of course, he's a tremendous quarterback for them. Um, probably going to get looked at to play some defense once he arrives on the college scene, but definitely a versatile player and plays for one of you know the best high school teams in Texas football. So if you have a chance to go out and watch Hunter, Hut Graham is a guy that's really going to step out. I feel cheated a little bit. I thought I was going to get a chance to watch him in the state seven on seven. He had some other obligations, wasn't able to be there. So I was super bummed about that. Uh, but a definitely exciting pickup, I think, for the Red Raiders. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so the first time I saw Hat, or excuse me, Hat Hut was la- actually last year in the 3A state championship. And we were there specifically to see Baron Morton, you know, for obvious reasons, yep. Texas Tech quarterback commit four-star, you know, elite 11, all of that. And we had waited all season to see him. And I got to say, and I've said it on many, you know, podcasts, I mean, Hug Graham was the best player on the field that night from like a team and a game perspective. I mean, the the most athletic, making plays just all over the field. And, and that's why we have him labeled as an athlete. You know, usually we see these guys, especially in the lower levels, maybe um, that are the best athlete. They're running the offense or playing quarterback. Um, but really, if you turn on the tape and you get to see him in person, I think you see the length um, and you see the possibilities of him. I mean, the hips and everything are there to play corner. Um, and, and he's going to do that as well as some safety. Um, and, and I know that that's what he does for, for Gunter currently, uh, but the coaches see him developing into either a free safety or corner. And, you know, again, I think those attributes of being the quarterback, you know, running the offense, being the leader, you know, someone that guys look up to, that's going to pay dividends as he kind of goes into his college career. And again, I agree with you. I mean, I thought, you know, between seeing him at that game and being impressed, even at that point in time, I really doubt he had more than maybe one offer, if any. Um, And then fast forward to him camping at Tech and getting offered. I called my coworker and I was like, that's that's a kid from the championship game, right? And so it just kind of crazy how all that came together. And, And he was actually one of the first commitments in this class for Tech. It's a lot of fun seeing guys go out there and earn their offer. You know, uh, you see these offers stack up for certain recruits and, you know, some guys get 20 or 30 offers and it seems to happen overnight, but it, it it's refreshing sometimes in a way to see uh, Ben Roberts and a Hutt Graham go out there and, and work hard for a, a goal and then to achieve that goal. And I think inherently when those guys get on the team, they play above their ranking because they still have that desire uh, to be good and earn their spot on the roster. So those are two guys I'm definitely watching. Uh, I'm really curious, Matt, um, is there a guy out there? You know, I specifically cover Texas. I see that um, Texas Tech has some out-of-state commitments on that list. Is there one of those names that Texas Tech fans really need to know about and, and should be keeping a close eye on? 
I mean, I'll just mention two guys. One, because it's a really cool story. The other, because it just kind of jumps off the page from a rating stamp or ranking standpoint. Uh, Marion Horn is another uh, athlete out of Broken Arrow uh, High School in Oklahoma. He's in our rivals 250. So one of the top 250 prospects, you know, in the nation, uh, regardless, you know, high honor, four-star kid. And I guess that interpretation, a lot of people see that as a, you know, quote unquote, good thing when they see recruiting rankings. You know, the way we look at that is, is that's an impact player, somebody that has all conference potential, NFL, you know, draft potential. And so he comes in, he's going to be another guy that plays defensive back. But if you look at his tape and what he does for Broken Arrow, um, you know, they also have Robert Spears Jennings on the team. That's an Oklahoma wide receiver commit. So he's on the outside. They've got Horn running this sort of, um, you know, halfback slash, you know, slot receiver type of deal with uh, jet sweeps and all sorts of creative ways to get him the ball. Um, So just really jumps off on the tape with his speed. And I think he'll translate to an excellent defensive back in the Big 12 where they just, you know, they really spread it out and throw the ball around a lot. That's the obvious one. Like I said, I I did want to highlight Jocelyn Malaska out of Bethany, Oklahoma. You know, another kid just like Ben and just like Hutt that camped at Texas Tech, he camped at a lot of places. I mean, I I don't have the story in front of me, but at least eight to nine camps at Power Five or regional universities. And, you know, this is a kid that came over from, I believe, I don't want to get this wrong. I hope I don't, but it's Haiti. Um, and, and as him and his brothers were adopted and he's been in the States for six or seven years and, you know, his commitment video, like almost brought me to tears because it was his mom talking about how he could like barely speak English and was falling behind in class. And all of a sudden, you know, they work with them and they turned around and he really gravitates towards football. Well, here the kid works, you talk about working hard. I mean, He comes over from a different country and comes into our culture. And yes, it's not Texas, but it's somewhat similar with Oklahoma. And just to see that progression and to see him get a power five scholarship opportunity like that. Pretty excellent. You know, great young man. I mean, we couldn't talk because he was like working his summer construction job laying concrete. So just like checks a lot of boxes for just a lunch pail guy that that comes in and works. That's a pretty cool story. And for those that don't know, I believe even Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, is the biggest high school in Oklahoma. I think that's a true fact. And then you have Bethany, Oklahoma, which is a really small, small right. town in Oklahoma. So Matt Wells, who used to coach at uh, Tulsa, I think he was the recruiting coordinator, that recruiting coordinator there, dipping back into his some of his Oklahoma ties to pull in some mm-hmm. talent. Um I know it's hard to like pinpoint it down because of the transfer portal nowadays, but do you foresee some more additions in this class? I don't want to, I'm not trying to pinpoint any names or anything like that, but can you give us an idea of of maybe what the numbers may look like? Are there still some takes out there for Texas Tech? I think as we record this in mid-September, there's three months left to that early signing period. I think anything could change, but as they stand at eight, I feel very confident about nine or 10 as a number. And then something very similar to like I described earlier with supplementing that with the transfer portal, you know, I think, again, it's not a knock. I mean, we're still kind of figuring this out ourselves as longtime recruiting analysts, but if you can get kids like that, that had the 30, 40 offers, or maybe they were that, you know, rivals 250 kid and it wasn't a fit at Alabama or it wasn't a fit, you know, wherever else um, they've done a lot of that. I mean, they have Eric Monroe from LSU who, you know, maybe he didn't crack the LSU defensive back depth chart. That's not an indictment on a kid as a football player. Right. And so he's been able to come in for the past two years and be a starter and, leader on this defense and so again 
you know, nine or 10, I would say, you know, I will give you a few names just because, you know, it, it has been a, a short <laughs> list, uh, but, but major Everhart's a, a, a quote unquote major target uh, for Texas tech. When Matt Wells came in, you know, he talked about how important it was to, you know, certainly some of these kids from West Texas are going to go elsewhere or want to move away from home, but, you know, making sure that they, they try to land as many of those kids as possible and, and grow from the region. And, you know, out of Amarillo, Tascosa, we've seen a lot of talent. Uh, I believe King Daru is at Purdue now, uh, getting into the end zone and, and making a name for himself. I think major uh, is that same type of do it all back. Uh, but I see his future uh, in college at the receiver position. And so, you know, he, he's had an interesting recruitment. Um, he was, we all knew he was very fast. We've seen the track times, we've seen the videos and all that really kind of went viral or got popular in the off season. Well, then all the offers came. He's at 19 total offers. Now tech was his first power five offer. The, the relationship is there, uh, but Notre Dame has come in. Multiple other you know national programs have come in. I know he's going to take an official visit there, but he's been to Tech several times. And you know if if there's any remaining sort of big target out there, it's going to be Major Everhart. And then you know there's guys that maybe have committed elsewhere that they've had for official visits. Like you look, I mean, this is really speculation. I'm not quoting a kid or anything, but you look at like Florida State and what's going on and how you know we cover the state and kids commit. And then maybe rethink that, you know, as the season goes along, you know, you look at the big offensive lineman, Jalen Early out of, of Duncanville, the coaches had him on campus. He mentioned to our national team that he remains in weekly contact, the coaching staff. So, you know, things change in those three months. I, I know that there's guys like that. I just use that as an example that they would take if, you know, things changes or if things change there, but you know, for the most part, they're going to, again, going back, trusting their evaluations, they're going to take a Ben Roberts if they put in the time, and they truly go through that recruiting process. I don't think out of the, you know, over hundreds of offers that they had, I don't think there's many kids above and beyond that, Greg, that they're truly talking with or, or you know, thinking about adding to the class right now. I think the rest will come from the transfer portal. The transfer portal has definitely changed things. You know, it's just something that we have to be aware of. I, I do at times feel like it's very unfortunate for some of the kids and in, in, you know, the current recruiting class or the younger recruiting classes as, you know, colleges try to figure out the right way to approach the transfer portal with having to, you know, weigh it out with what high school kids they should mix in. But I think that everybody is under the impression or the understanding that there's going to be some balance there. you got to be able to take some guys now sure. who can come in and, and play right away. And you can even look at some of the bigger schools, uh, you know, that have done this, that have competed for national championships. So if you want to compete, I think year in, year out, you have to be able to, to bring in some of those impact guys that are going to have uh, immediate uh, effect when they step on the field. So, I mean, I do think it's important uh, but Major Everhart, man, he is a speed demon. That's what I'm really proud of. I, we've, had, we've had him in the TCTF Hot 100 since, I think, the second re-ranking of it. So got a little bit ahead of the game on that one, and, and you touched on his speed. That was what really grabbed my eye when I was breaking down his tape, and, and it was pretty exciting to see his rise as some of these schools, you know, especially in state like Texas Tech, TCU, and Baylor all stepped up and tried to uh, are now trying to woo him to their campuses. That's Matt Clare, uh, RedRaiderSports.com. Man, thanks for the uh, time. If you want to follow him, it's at Matt Clare Rivals. Uh, writes about some of the best stories uh, out there on Texas Tech and covering recruiting, and you guys should check out his site and give him a follow. 
Thanks, Greg. I really appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on. Anytime, man. Thanks for joining us. There is me. Matt Clare from RedRaiderSports.com. Thanks for his time talking with our own Greg Powers. Good interview, GP. Thank you. It's an interesting time to be a Red Raiders fan, too, because they have a diversified outlook on the recruiting process, recruiting in Texas, recruiting some of the other states this year. Um, but they also hit the transfer portal really hard. They, so mm-hmm. to keep up with all that, you have to stay dialed in with a guy like Matt. Exactly right. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Um, there was a question earlier about where you could find, if you missed the show, where you could find the top 10 plays. And I felt like that was a perfect question to segue into literally every single one of our clips that we do on the show ends up on our YouTube page. That's youtube.com slash Dave Campbell's TF for Texas football. Um, So just a reminder for anyone, I know since it's the season, we've got some new faces around and and everything, but we cut every single one of the segments so you can go segment by segment on the YouTube page if you ever miss that. So enjoy. Um, I'm looking at coacheshotseat.com, which is by no means a scientific metric. Um, And unfortunately, (laughs) there's a lot of Texas ties to uh, that are that are up there on the hot seat. The number one on the hot seat is Dino Babers from Syracuse, they say. Uh, it's been a rough rough go for them. They got Dana Holgerson at number five. Elsewhere, um, bah, 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 bah. who else? Is Mike, this I like mean, a... uh, Mike Leach is at 13. Mike Bloomgren's at 14. I don't think Rice is firing Mike Bloomgren. No. no. I, just, I, I, think that I, think they, I think that they're pretty comfortable with the direction of the program. And I think that they're pretty, I mean, they did not look good on, on, on Saturday, but like, I think that I think that the, the program's moving in the right direction. The recruiting has been taking huge steps yes. forward to me. Yeah. I, well, now, I mean, I'm an admitted Bloom stan, so you know, <laughs> yeah. take that with a grain of salt. Uh, number 18 is uh, Seth Luttrell. He probably needs to win. He that, needs to win a little bit. Um, yeah, that would be good. That would be good. Uh, number seems, number 21 like Number twenty one is Dana Dimmel. Number 22 uh, is, is Jake Spavital. Um, and yeah, that's the rest of the Texas. Um, that, that website sounds exactly like... Did y'all ever... I don't... I don't know if this is around when y'all were, you olds were in school, but um, <laughs> uh, did y'all ever use ratemyprofessor.com? I'm familiar with it. I'm familiar with ratemyprofessor.com. But it's funny because it's got the, it. yeah, I mean, it's, you go in and you like rate all the different like sections of the class and stuff to figure out if you're getting like your best basic English teacher that you could, but that sounds a lot like that. Mm. Uncle Jeff has some pretty good slash funny ratings on ratemyprofessor.com so i'm familiar with it from a family perspective oh really <laughs> yeah i that's why I could, there's a million reasons i couldn't be a teacher one of them is that <laughs> i'm not one, of, one of them is that i'm not smart and the other part of it is that i couldn't handle that i can't even read y'all's comments that's why i have pickles screen them in, in final thoughts <laughs> yeah it's gonna do it for us thanks for spending a little bit of your day <laughs> with a us. real beating over follow here. us on twitter at tctf like us on facebook facebook.com slash dave campbells follow us on instagram instagram.com slash dave campbells and of course cs at texasfootball.com thanks to matt claire of redraidersports.com for being our guest powers thanks do it again next week we'll see you then for ashley pickle i'm greg tepper vince young please meet your player of the year trophy we'll see you tomorrow on texas football today